0: From the ground up is supported by HowlRound, a free and open platform for theater makers worldwide. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, and HowlRound.com. Dear artists, welcome. If it sounds like I'm kind of quiet when I When I record these introductions, it's because I am. I usually record these after the baby goes to bed. So I'm here with a cup of tea for me and a podcast for you. And uh, yeah, so enjoy. Um, I like to think that I would be much more boisterous if it weren't for the kiddo crashed out. Um, In fact, you'll get to hear from her in one of our future interviews coming down the line here. But... Before that, uh, today I've got Ova Salpeng from Tierra Productions in Santa Monica, California, recorded on April 25th, 2018. Ova was one of the last interviews I did, uh, but it feels relevant for us to bring Tierra's work to the foreground today. The day that I recorded this was the day that a third federal judge had ruled against the administration's attempt to end deportation protections for DACA program recipients. Um, The work Tita does focuses on refugee and immigrant immigrant communities, uh, but really they go everywhere with their work. In fact, on their website right now, you can see the workshops they've got coming up uh, in Minneapolis and beyond, so maybe you can catch them in your neck of the woods. Everyone who is working on ED&I right now, uh, which is Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion, uh, should take a listen. Uh, Certainly in the podcast with Koya Paz from Free Street Theater, we talked a lot about finding the right spot in the community. But Ova gives some really awesome advice on finding the right actors to put on the stage, which um, is really inspiring and really awesome. And he has a really key phrase that I hope uh, you catch throughout this. We also talk grants, community partners, especially in the non art sector, which I think is really fascinating, and sustainability, uh, which is something on all of our minds, but it's really prominent for OVA throughout our conversation. Uh, one of my favorite things that he says is, passion can only take you so far, and that is so true. I feel like on the roads that I've traveled, I had someone tell me that there are three reasons to take any gig. Uh, and listen to me saying gig, like, that's a word that we need to unpack. Uh, when does theater have a, become a job or a career and not a gig? That's a question for a later podcast. Um, uh, but there are three reasons to take on a project. Uh, a Relationship, passion, and money. Uh, the project lets you uh, connect with someone or continue a relationship you want to work with, um, a company you want to work for. So there's the relationship side of things. Passion, it's your passion project. You've always wanted to do a play about dancing with a washing machine for years. Um, And finally, you get that chance. Today's the day you can dance with a washing machine. Uh, And money, or money, rather. And and the project uh, keeps the lights on, food on your plate. And the wisest part of this advice that I was given uh, was this part. If the project gives you one of those three, consider it. If it gives you two of those three, take it. If it gives you three of those three, stop listening right now and go sign the contract. Uh, we'll be here when you get back. That's that. Hopefully that helps somebody else. Cause it certainly helped me when I was trying to be decide if I wanted to, um, you know, what kind of projects I wanted to take on. Um, Something I have to say before we get into this, though, is that I recorded this uh, in what was meant to be a soundproof booth. However, there was construction going on in, on the floor below me, which made the booth significantly less soundproof. Um The pounding intensifies as the podcast continues around 30 minutes. It gets a little bit, you know, it sounds like uh, I'm hiding from the podcast police. So uh, nothing, nothing illicit was happening. I promise it was just some crazy construction that I wasn't anticipating that day. Um, Some other things uh, over talks briefly. About the Network of Ensemble Theaters, Microfest, which if you don't know about the Network of Ensemble Theaters by now, a.k.a. NET, you should. Um, uh, The Microfests are multidisciplinary events hosted by NET uh, with learning exchanges and performances and much more for ensemble-based practitioners. He also talks about NPN, the National Performance Network, which uh, as an organization supports and encourages risk-taking for new play development. Um, and finally, we talk about the New England Foundation for the Arts, NIFA. And I hope everybody knows about them as well. If not, know that we've got an interview coming up with them as well. Okay, that's enough. Uh, let's move on to our interview with Ova Salpeng of Tieta Productions.
1: Say uh, tiara, tiara, because yeah, tiara. Because for 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 me, uh, and it, it's kind of based off of um, Hawaiian pigeon,
2: because oh. that's where I was
1: raised. And so tiara is basically the theater. Yeah, so it's it's broken English for for theater. Got so, yeah, it. Tiera. and but we've heard it say tiera, um you know, tida, tada. Sometimes it's <laughs> cool. and uh, you know, responding to what you're saying, I, I definitely hear. You know that 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 question of sustainability is a big question, and it and there, there there is no right
2: answer I mm-hmm. guess for it, and and it seems very uh,
1: your regional, individual. I mean, it it just varies by organization and by individual. So, and it's great to, to hear that you are kind of uh, looking at a swath of different ensembles and seeing how they operate, um, and how they work. So yeah, um, definitely in line.
0: Yeah. Well, can you, let's just, let's just dig right in. Can you uh, give us the deep dive on like how, how y'all at started? I know you are in your, are you in your 20th year? Or you're about to celebrate your 20th year. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're around, uh, you know, coming, coming close to twenty twenty 20 years. And um, so I, I have to preface that uh, I, I am cur- currently just the uh, co-artistic director of the company. Um, my partner uh, in life and in art, Leilani Chan, is the founding artistic director of Tita Productions. Mm-hmm. And Teora started uh, 20 years ago basically uh, with the premise of uh, creating actually uh, in, uh, work that wasn't being supported um, traditionally. Um, and so Le- Leilani is also from Hawaii as well, and so both and I met through, in, 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 in actuality, uh, a very ensemble process uh, uh, project called the Kalo Project, which was, which was working with um, the Hawaii community here in Los Angeles. We're based in Los Angeles, but we uh, uh, have an array of primarily supporting um, artists of color. And when I say artists of color, primarily um, Asian American as well as Latino uh, as well as queer um, uh, artists and emerging artists that that uh, ha, 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 that have not found a way to connect with the traditional or the mainstream mm. in terms of developing work. And so when 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 Tira had started, a lot of the work started off with solo work, supporting emerging artists to have solo work because solo work was easy and that was sustainable at that time. Um, and then at a uh, and then after several years of doing that solo work, we, uh, the company uh, kind of grew, and we realized that well, solo work at a certain point, uh, yeah, yeah, there, there there was more ensemble. The um, when I say ensemble again, more and more group work, more how, how do we interweave these artists and these communities? Mm-hmm. And so now we're we're kind of at the juncture where Leilani and I have been. With the company for a good over you know 15, 20 years, and now we're trying. The trajectory is more very focused on several things: community engagement work and, and ensemble-based work, connecting artists as ourselves, um, as well as community. Um, and when we say, when I say community, um, it's a plethora of different uh, uh, racial, ethnic as well as now our, our, our focus is on immigrant and refugee communities. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and that's something that's been to my heart because I myself am a refugee. Um, and so we have worked in these past years with the uh, Hawaiian community in Los Angeles. We work with uh, the Lao American community or Laotian community in the U.S. And, and it's interesting because... Um, and as we said in our mission statement, and in the process of us growing, we have become and have always been a nomadic uh, ensemble theater company. Yeah. Um, there is no, uh, and we've had a slew of ensemble members, like a core member, core member of people. Um, but Leilani and I have been basically the, the the vanguards and the the crux of the company, and 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 what how. The, the decision of where the company is headed, um, and so uh, and then so our most current work, and this is spearheaded primarily by Leilani and myself. So there, there's there's kind of two different factions right now where we're we're um, operating with theater. One is specifically we're looking at, uh, and this came out of uh, the network of ensemble theaters. Uh, I think Microfest, okay. where where the question of your 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 organization or your theater and place. Mm. And we realized that here in LA, it's been a struggle for Tierra to find a place um, to like. We we, we we don't have a space. We're operating out of our own kind of uh, uh, studio space, which is more like an office studio space. But we don't have a performance space to 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 uphold. So in that sense, the the pros for sustainability is that we're nomadic. We don't need a space mm. um, to to maintain to uh, pay overhead. Um, uh, so we're free, you know. But obviously, the con is we got to search for places to rehearse, places to perform, in LA, and that's and that's been a challenge because LA is such a different animal. It's a huge uh, uh, metropolis, um, and so that's why a lot of our work has become more national. And that's where the relationships with NET and uh, actually uh, National Performance Network and PN
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: have given us opportunities. And specifically for myself and Leilani to be able to create and develop work, not just in L.A., but in other parts of the nation. And currently, right now, we're working, uh, we just presented and and developed a piece called uh, Masters of Currents, which is a play about the Micronesian community based in Hawaii. And we're hoping, and and we're going to be uh, bringing it to the continents, uh, coming
0: up in October. I'm glad you brought up the nomadic idea. That's something that is really a big uh, question to me. It sounds to me, and from looking at your website, you have a lot of um, community partnerships. and yes. And it sounds like you have these amazing national partnerships with NPN and um, Network of Ensemble Theaters. So it sounds like Tita really depends on the partnership to continue making the work would you say that's true
1: yeah yeah that is true i mean it, it is true i mean that's a strategy that we've been able to uh uh figure out in terms of uh i mean again where that's the big question for any organization any any um any arts organization how does one sustain oneself one way is all these great partnerships and a lot of these partnerships are not specifically arts-based. They are social service-based, they are um, health-based and so for example uh, coming up as you said looking at our website currently we have this local programming that we have called Creative Mm Self-Care and as you have mentioned that we have all these local partners and and, and that takes time to build and a lot of these organizations again because of our mission, we're focused on refugee and immigrant communities. And so because of that, the organizations that we select to try to partner up with are, you know, like uh, Korean, uh, Koreatown uh, Immigrant Workers uh, Alliance and uh, UCLA Labor Center. And um, they, they all take time to build relationships with. <laughs> uh, in addition, uh, and that's just here locally. Um, in LA, and then of course nationally, we, we work with uh, in Portland. There's Urkel Immigrant uh, uh, Resource uh, Center for uh, in Oregon for for communities, and so um, yeah, the partnerships are important, and um, partnerships even outside of performing arts. Organizations are important as
0: well. So Tiara itself is not necessarily like a working ensemble. It's it's more that you, um, with your community, with your artists, with your folks, you create ensemble. Um, yes. A- ensemble isn't like a decision governing decision making body within Tiara, right? That is correct. That okay. is correct. Yeah, I
1: mean there. There's. Uh, I mean the, the the organization itself. There's only about maybe three or four staff members. In terms of the artistic decisions, I mean that's the that's I mean we're artists as well as ad- administration, mm-hmm. so that's the other layer within that, within just sustaining this organization. Yeah, <laughs> part of the the funding that we that is through through grant writing, and that's kind of on our our shoulders to to try to figure out and find, mm-hmm. um, and that's where again the partnerships with whatever funding sources that there are whether it be in arts or in non-arts funding. In terms of uh, you were saying, uh, the ensemble process, it is more of the process rather than we have an ensemble of people. We have, you know what, to be honest, we have tried to create an ensemble group within uh, FORTIRA. It it just hasn't happened because everyone seems as much as we try to have commitment, everyone seems to kind of at a certain point, kind of veer off and go into their own journey and career mm-hmm. um and so so that's that's been the the most difficult thing for us is like how do we, with that's the big question part is like how do we sustain the these these artists these emerging artists or these artists who have gone off and, and and started to have their own careers like how do we retain them how do we keep them keep them together with us tira has always been this organization that that gives that has opportunities that offers opportunities for, and again, specifically artists of color. But then, what happens when these artists? Then, you know, we we help develop one stage of it, and then, of course, there's only so much that we can we can offer. Mm. And so, we Leilani and I have primarily and and uh, have, have taken just the ensemble process. And when we say ensemble process, a lot of it is community engagement. A lot of it is us working with the community, looking at the possibilities of developing uh, community artists. And and from there, it's almost like a two-layered process of, like, we're bringing in all this artistic experience, theatrical experience, theatrical training, and the community is bringing uh, the the content, the stories, the the relevancy of, of what's going on. Um, and so, and and of course, because we are focused on refugee and immigrant communities, there there is a lot going on. So so that's been kind of the heart and and the 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 drive that ha, has has given us and and this drive at least right now, yeah, at least right now. So the the process is very ensemble in terms of collaboration. I mean, the immediate example is currently right now with our showmasters at occurrence. It is the 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 first play that that speaks to the Micronesian uh, uh, story uh, in the U.S. We had a hard time. I mean, Leilani and I, as the lead artist, had a hard time finding, I mean, what, what Micronesian artists were there, what Micronesian performing art. There's no actors out there that, that we knew of, and we, we threw a, a wide net as we could. But the genesis and and the, the power was through the ensemble process where we actually learned, and I think uh, that... Uh, having a, a partner, and specifically, and she's one of our cast members, Inocenta San Kiku, became our cultural navigator, which we've labeled as as a as a, as, as a learning process for us. Of like any community we go to, having a, a cultural navigator, someone who kind of knows the community, and knows the protocols, um, and 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 is is along with us to see how we can make impact through the arts in this way. Mm,
0: I love that. That's a that's a, that's such a fantastic, I feel, I've got tingles thinking about a cultural navigator. I think that's such a great phrase. It's such a great, uh, such a great title to give someone who can illuminate so many uh, posed questions that you don't even know what to ask or, or point out difficulties that we haven't thought about yet. I think that's fantastic. How, how do you satisfy the challenge of seeking out those Micronesian actors, artists, the folks who you need to take roles so that, those, so that you can be speaking appropriately to the culture and, and, and talking about the culture and through the culture at the same time.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, it starts off with authenticity and coming in with an open heart and an open mind. I mean, that, that's really the key, and, and, and with a lot of respect. Uh, I think respect is something and, and I and I know this is a challenging topic because and again we're talking about and when I say challenging in terms of the topic I mean like, you know, what what organ there there's so many um, I guess ways in which one can go about it and, and already I mean I I, I, I come from uh, a refugee background, a Lao American background uh, a Hawaii background because I was raised in Hawaii. So I'm already, there's layers for me um, that, that comes in. And in terms of the opportunity for me and for, for this community and an artist of color, because we're not, I mean, again, we, there, there's these conversations about diversity, equity, inclusion. We're, we're going against the grain. I mean, even the ensemble process is going against the grain.
2: Yep. <laughs> and yeah. so we
1: have this uphill battle. And, and, and there there are times where I ask myself, I'm like, why why am I doing what I'm doing?
2: <laughs> why
1: are we doing what we're doing? I mean, there are times where you know and, and, and so but but the, the the heart of it for me is that I, I believe in the collective the, the collective uh, 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 knowledge and power of, of the collective, of the ensemble. Number one. The other thing I also believe is that I believe, theater uh is 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 transformative it's a transformative art and i can see it in the impact and to answer your question about say the the overcoming that obstacle uh in terms of looking for for uh micronesian performers we actually held workshops with community members we instead of doing it the traditional way of hey we're gonna have an audition Mm -hmm. for this play that we're doing right Mm -hmm. i mean that's the traditional way oh there's this play play that is specifically about this community. No, we go into the community. We 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 uh, offer uh, uh, storytelling workshops.
2: Mm-hmm. We we
1: offer other avenues of uh, 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 in which we say, hey, one of the the fun things we did was we we actually held two workshops. One was for kind of like an audition, traditional audition, and at the same time we also had another what we call the storytelling workshop. Where uh, you know where this ensemble theater, where this theater company is coming in and we're doing this work we want to uh offer a storytelling workshop if you have a story come on out and so through that we got various different people from the community that came out and out of that again the transformative power of theater this for example this one cast member of ours jc she's a community member young gal who loves writing is a poet is a storyteller she came in thinking oh i'm going to come and do a uh, you know, just share my stories, share the story, because I think it's important. My my community is important. I want people to know about it. When mm-hmm. she came, of course, we didn't just have her just share the stories. We had her on her feet. We're doing uns- theater games where you're using your body and your voice and expressing from the story. And that that really uh, uh, was impactful for her because she realized, that, oh, there, there's more to just storytelling than just storytelling. think you mean I can express this story just through my through my voice, through my body in this way? It gave us actually for the current play right now four actors who are from that community.
2: <laughs> awesome. And then, and,
1: and, and and when I say actors, I mean they are they are new.
2: They mm. are this is a new experience for
1: them, but they are from the community, and we have had to work in training them from our experience to, to, to get them up to speed. Uh, the, the, the struggle, I think, and, and so so, so, that, so that's how we overcame that. So we have this play now that we have all uh, these, 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 these Micronesian actors, and, and they're probably the first Micronesian actors that all these kids have gotten to see when, when we perform, perform the show. Now, the, the next stage or the next struggle then is now how do we get this play with these community uh, members who are, are, are not as trained as I am. And I'm in the play myself. And I know that that's mm-hmm. another thing where, when, when, when pr- professional presenters see it, they see that, Oh, these are, these are not professional actors, they're community actors, you know, but the story and the content and the authenticity is there. You know, the, the story is important. The story is relevant, This community is relevant. How do we bridge that? Yeah. Um, and so that's been kind of the, the next step. And I know, it, it, I mean, it's varied. There's so many struggles and, and, and challenges, uh, and and so th- this is just one example, uh, you know. And for us, Leilani and I have been kind of led by, by just again our, our, our passion uh, and 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 specifically our intent to to kind of find ways to 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 work and create Im- to make impact. Yeah, uh, and Tita has made impact, and I mean, in all the twenty years as i've looked at uh, where we're looking at a list of, of uh participants in workshops and communities and in and, and people and artists that have come through we we have a l- large roster of people yet uh it's still a struggle for us to sustain our company
2: mm-hmm.
1: it goes back to i mean funding how, how do yep. we continue to fund uh this artwork that that is expensive i mean to put time into a community to put time into uh, working with artists of color it is an investment that is uh, that that needs a lot of funding. That needs a mm-hmm. lot of lot, lot of time. Tira and specifically Leilani and I have had to struggle with looking at those challenges and going, okay, what are, what do we do next? Or how do we do this? Um, and we're and we're learning. We're learning as it goes. So it is a very uh, focused on the process more than
0: the product. When you're talking about how um, funding for uh, productions particularly for people of color and the kind of work that you're doing do you find niche grant opportunities a minute ago you you talked about like arts and non-arts funding
1: in terms of grants oh my lord it is just you know there, there there's this pool right there's this pool of funding everybody else is going for this funding how, how do you stand out from it mm-hmm. then look at Funding that would support social justice, that would Mm. support health, that would support science, and how does one then uh, emerge, almost almost argue for the the relevance and the value of theater arts in these realms? Mm -hmm. And so, when I talk about diving into other other grants, uh, and when I specifically say non arts, it is other pools of potential funding. We're an arts organization. And so, obviously, there, there's only so much in terms of arts funding that there is um, to, to compete for. Through these partnerships, we have been able to find other sources outside of arts funding. Mm. And so, that's what I mean by, by, by uh, leveraging, I guess, these partnerships. Yeah. Uh, it is not an easy thing because obviously, you have to find a partner that would really work uh, in tandem with you along the way. Again, it's very collaborative. One way, an ensemble to sustain oneself is to look for partnerships Mm -hmm. um and and, and other sources in that way the other thing that that we have we are looking at is aside because in in all honesty ticket sales don't even do it for us because a lot of the work that we do Mm -hmm. and the communities that we serve they're they're not cultivated again like the traditional theaters right where majority of the 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 audience members are season ticket holders and and in all honesty they're primarily older White, wealthy, uh, you know, or well-off. I mean, it's a privilege to go to the theater. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the communities that we do serve, I mean, it's either free or or, or low-cost offerings mm. uh, for them to come and see a show. And and it's hard because even then, um, when we do say, hey, you know, come see a, a, a Micronesian play, it's about your community. Again, it, the, the the community is struggling in themselves to sustain themselves, so it, it's hard to even think about going out to put taking time out to go see a play
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
1: (laughs) Uh, right i mean it 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 takes effort it takes time yeah it takes money yeah and and so because of all these challenges i mean i look at uh, any community that is struggling uh you know all you're trying to do to a certain extent is put food on the table for your family or to get health services for your family and so it is it, 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 it's definitely a, a, a not something that is part of their routine. We are hoping that through the work that we do, it does develop into that. It does cultivate that. In line with that is uh, going back to the question of, of, of uh, potential sustainability is for us, is to look at uh, offering um, uh, through these partnerships, expanding our array of work. Uh, so. For example, the Creative Self-Care Series, now these partnerships could possibly open up doors to to more work mm. for us in terms of facilitating workshops that could make impact within these communities, mm-hmm. that could bring in income for us to sustain our company. So so that's another way of, of knowing that, obviously, shows and, and performances with ticket sales. It, it, it Normally, we lose out money on that because... Uh, it, you have to build an audience, mm-hmm. and it's hard to 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 uh, build an audience if you don't have the resources to to build that audience. Unless you are like a big theater company that has those resources and departments.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> we are not that type of. We're 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 scrappy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're this scrappy little company. I mean, that has been around for twenty years, and and we're we're trying to you know, and and we do have a voice, and we're trying to. You know, have a voice really loud and we're trying to argue for, hey man, th- this is important work, this is transformative work how do we get more funding? How do we get people to value the work that we do? And I, I think, and, and that's been a big struggle because the the value of arts, and, and not just to support artists of color, but just arts in general within these communities, it's like, uh, what do they value? How do they value? Because I see like, instead of doing work in a theater where the community uh, uh it is not familiar, why don't we go to the, the the places where they gather? So, for example, when we were doing Refugee Nation, which is another play that we, we spearheaded about the Lao American community, we would go to Lao New Year festivals. Mm. And, and these festivals, that's where the community gathers. And we are totally different from anything that is traditionally routine mm. from these festivals. And so we're like this theater company that's coming out and doing these uh, scenes and excerpts about reflecting the community that, that focuses on uh, contemporary uh, issues and it's not just you know celebrating uh, the traditional the cultural mm. but but we we had to be strategic and say hey you know how do we get ourselves out there so that the community knows um, that that we are this 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 uh, company that that has this amazing Important, impactful piece that it that that needs to that 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 has to argue for them to to understand how valuable it can be, how impactful it can be. So, those are some of the other ways in which we've been able to think about um, uh, just keeping ourselves out there, sustaining ourselves, getting ourselves recognized, and hopefully getting support in that way.
0: Can you give an example of a successful grant that you've sort of used that as a springboard for? Hey, and then and then we this will lead us to this next project.
1: The, the network of Ensemble Theaters Exchange Grant is, mm. is one of the most beneficial for ensembles. Obviously, I mean, it it, it it has given us an opportunity to build relationships in different with with different uh, organizations to learn to to exchange processes. And so, for example, uh, we, we've been able to work with Carpetbag Theater mm. in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, we've been able to uh, use it to work in Hawaii with uh, T-Shirt Theater, which is a theater company there that I actually uh, was a part of when I was in, uh, with actually the, the company that started me off in theater. Cool. Uh, and so in that way, it's led us to... Um, to, to other funding. And so, for example, uh, specifically with, with the, the project in Hawaii, we were able to find local an, another local funder who came in and helped support us because we were working through one grant. We were able to do this project with the Micronesian community, and it's a hot topic because it is current and relevant, um, you know, um, especially in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But it's also national and global in a sense of we're talking about the refugee and immigrant experience.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, um,
1: And so that has led us to opportunities to, to, to get funding for, for work that is relevant and important
2: yeah.
1: in terms of from, from the funders perspective.
0: I also want to point out that today, uh, the 25th is, uh, you know, the, the DACA um, yes. conversation is happening at the Supreme court today, which is brought up again. Yep. And I, I just, I just think it's so it, it's it's so it's so pervasive right now. I, I how does it feel to be an ensemble company that is you know refugee based and really sort of I would think that the feel like sort of the ground is shifting underneath your feet. Oh um, <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean so so here's here's a little story. Le, Le Leilani uh, uh, was working on <laughs> uh, this is before the current administration had come into power or at least be transferred. And how the NEA and the struggles of mm-hmm. the National Endowment for the Arts—we were applying for uh, a grant—and and Leilani was like, the grant that we want to work on is specifically about refugees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and and then so there 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 was a moment where it's like, do I even apply? What, why? What? Am I applying for? Am I putting all this time and effort to do this work? That that is going to be, you know, just. I mean, is the NEA going to be around? Is is there going to mm-hmm. be even funding? Is you know, is the rug going to be pulled out? So there was always that that that, that uh, worry, um, you know. But at the but but then you know, as we talked about it, as we thought about it, we're like, that's that's why we do what we do. That's why we need to go for it and try try uh, for for it um, to speak for that voice to speak for the refugees and immigrants and and in all honesty i mean this this country is made of refugees and immigrants
2: Mm -hmm. i mean from the the beginning i think it's just people haven't woken up and (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's a multiple
1: multiple layers for me and and coming from hawaii hawaii is this amazing mixed community of so many different different peoples from different
2: cultures Mm
1: -hmm. um and specifically from the pacific uh from asia and growing up in Hawaii, and again, this is where for me um, the, the play uh, Masters of the Currents with the Micronesian community was so imperative and, and, and relates to me as a Lao American who came as a refugee back in the, in the late 70s from Laos, from, from the Southeast Asian country. And, 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 and what it is is that when I grew up in Hawaii, the word aloha means to be welcoming, to, to offer love and it's a Hawaiian word, it means to, to have open arms, to, to have aloha for someone. And, and what happened to that aloha and, and knowing that all these generations of even these immigrants who have been there, and they're looking at the, the most current uh, uh, refugees and immigrants who are the Micronesians and looking down on them. I mean, they're the first ones to come in. Mm. Or they're the latest, they're, they're the most recent people to come in. They're being told that they are the, the, you know, the cockroaches Mm-hmm. Mm. of Hawaii. And then I look at then, so then I, that's a, a, a microcosm and then I look at nationally what's going on and what's being spewed out by you know um, the current administration and, 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 and then even even globally what's going on mm. where there's all this pushback
2: mm-hmm. and this
1: nationalism that's going on. And so it, it has repercussions and, and we can learn from uh, 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 how can we get this, this very local um, and very uh, specific story, but, but obviously have universal, I mean, does have universal teams, and I know that. So that that's kind of been the heart of kind of the work that we do.
2: Mm.
1: you know. And, and I'm going to have to say, Jeff, it, it, the, 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 I can only live off a of passion so long. That's the other thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Well, yes. And yeah.
1: you're coming with, you're saying, you know, you're coming with like, well, we've been around for 20 years.
0: I mean, Le, Leilani
1: and I look at each other and we're like, you know, what do we do next how do we continue this work how have we you know i mean and and we look at the again the the trying to find our 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 place and our our, our place here uh in, in the fabric of american theater mm-hmm. and also our place in terms of like where 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 do we want to go next and how do we want to move forward because we've been knocking on the doors to kind of say hey you know this is important work how come we're not how come the the work we're doing isn't valued by these other entities uh, i i don't know how much how much more uh running in this hamster wheel are we going to do
2: yeah
1: before we break out sure um, and 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 i and i hear you about wanting to to connect with other ensembles and like how, how do you how do we all sustain how do we all kind of continue yeah. you know uh in, in a different way that that, that isn't so
0: yeah well it, it, I'm I'm glad you're talking about this because I think that some there's something about the life cycle of uh of an ensemble as well like there uh. is I guess I guess we're all motivated to stay on the wheel because of stay on the hamster wheel for a little bit longer because of some sense of passion. But then there's there's uh-huh. o- often uh, you know some other sort of reward, maybe a, a financial reward or resource reward of some sort. Gosh, what what am I trying to think of the psychological thing like the Pavlov's dog? We got a little taste of something means we can go m- another mile. Um, was there anything uh-huh. Uh-huh. in your process that made you say, "Oh my gosh, we can go another two years because of this"?
1: Two things. One is just looking back at the impact that we have had and the, the, the ripple effects, you know, the uh, that that Tieta has had in, in in all its time, um, and, and seeing that growth. I think, uh, and, and seeing the 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 um, what is the word support and uplifting of all these people we have touched. Um, so so that's that's that that's fulfilling. That's fulfilling. I mean, the other thing is, again, you know, uh, to be honest, our our work, Masters of the Currents, w- uh, would not have been possible without the the uh, New England Foundation for the Arts, mm. which is uh, a, a very competitive grant, um, and 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 that was the foundation that 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 gave us this opportunity to develop this piece to get to the point where we can kind of breathe a little. What's great about the New England Foundation for the Arts is that through this particular grant it wasn't just here's the money go do it there was a lot of support Mm. support in terms of conversations reporting in Mm. checking in about well here are some other resources you know i'm looking to move it this way people within the foundation to 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 lead you to to um, other resources within that network.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, kind of like the network of ensemble theaters of mm-hmm. like, hey, here's some other, you know, other ensembles or here's some other places that are doing this, uh, learning from each other. And so having got that resource and that support in addition to just the money
2: mm.
1: um, is important. We were just ecstatic because they gave us, uh, 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 I mean, I think there were over 100 applicants at first out of those 100. There were 20, I believe 24 went to the, the final round and out of those 24, only six projects, or were, were given the green light, and we were one of the six. So, so that's important. I mean, that yeah. that was like. But again, I mean, they're all. I, I'm I'm sure all these other these other 24 were also very impactful and can be impactful and transformative. So, so the question for us is like, okay, so what is the next thing now? I mean, after these couple of years, we've been. Uh, how do we continue? You know, do we find a way to 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 get this current show booked and how do we get it booked and presented and valued so that we can sustain ourselves and continue Mm. going
0: i'm glad you brought up nifa i'm gonna be interviewing a couple folks from there too because i feel like they have really sort of been able to communicate to ensemble theaters in a way that other grant panels maybe haven't necessarily traditionally so far Um, they seem to really understand um a community of makers rather than the sort of other structure of um of theater making which i think is so fantastic and you've been chatting about all along here can you tell me uh like a percentage wise how much you think your earned income is versus your contributed
1: Ooh, uh, <laughs> our budget i guess our mm. annual budget has fluctuated uh uh i mean be- because of the grants i mean for, for this couple of years it's been we we've been close to that hundred thousand um okay and, but prior to that we were below a hundred thousand uh hundred thousand dollar organization okay earned income i mean i don't i don't have the specifics but sure. I, I would say i mean i don't know 10 15 sure, um sure. We would be earned income, and in the rest, I mean, it's we've been primarily it's been grant funding, um, and so we're we're working on it, trying to figure out how, how do we do this? How do we don't have galas? We don't do that. We don't have that capacity. Mm. So, for example, currently right now, we're we're thinking about having a, a fundraiser, and, and how do we do it? How do we do it where it, it is where we're not expending more than than what's coming in, mm. um, and so contributions, I mean, have been very very minimal. Um, so we, we, we haven't, again, we don't have the department or the capacity to continue to sustain and build that, that, uh, uh, that, that audience space that continues to give that, mm-hmm. that sustains us.
2: Sure. And sure. we want to, Yeah,
1: we want to, but, uh, you know, how with what, what capacity and, and what funding do we have? Yeah. and I think the the other thing I, I want to preface is also is that in terms of grants, when you apply for grants, a lot of the grants are very uh, program, program program based. They're not mm. um, organization sustaining based. They're they're right. they're not you know funding that's like okay, here's the here's money to keep your organization going because you know how do how do how do you get funding just to. Sustain your organization because the the money that comes in for programs and 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 usually when you even apply for these uh, to to these funders and again different layers but especially with government uh, funding it is you you ask for you know ten thousand and you you only get seven Mm
2: -hmm.
1: or five so (laughs) so already you're 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 under budget. You know, to try to carve right. out like how how do you how does one sustain oneself? I mean, again, and but again, where does that funding to create that system in our organization? Where is that funding coming from? And, and those are just the, the the challenges of any small or medium sized organization.
0: Yeah, that really loops back to what you were saying earlier about you know having a strategy of su- survival or a strategy of of sustaining. I'm going to create this system that may not give me everything that I need to. Get there artistically, or you know, even as a human. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able yeah. to survive if I if we don't yep. get the full ten. You know, if we don't get the full amount of this grant. In
1: terms of the the life of theater and how how it's it's grown, you know, uh, downsized, I guess is the word. We we had a wonderful uh, staff member who then just had a better opportunity with another organization, but mm. through working with us, uh, she was able to learn skills that that was just. Amazing, but there was a bigger, brighter opportunity for her to, to move move on to. Yeah, And so, you know, again, the, the, the just the challenges of uh, upkeeping an organization.
0: Yeah. Uh, you are both artist and administrator. Are, are, are both of you paid? Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: well, Le- Leilani is specifically on staff.
2: Okay.
0: Um,
1: I, I am paid, uh, but as an independent contractor.
2: Okay. Uh, and
1: then Shruti is also paid as an independent contractor, and then we have uh, two other part-time uh, staff members, uh, social media uh,
2: okay.
1: and and uh, media, as well as uh, marketing and publicity. For us, one of the challenges is that when Leilani and I are uh, touring our show or, or, or developing a, a, a piece which leaves then the local programming crew or their local programming staff
2: uh-huh.
1: who is uh, watching the castle in a sense as we, yeah. are, we are doing this project. Yeah, and, and, you know, we're still watching it but from afar but how do we then... And so that's always been for us I mean, I, and I'm going to say with Tira it, it has been that struggle of like the, trying to answer the question of our place. What is our place? Mm. in terms of what is our, our face and our brand in a, I mean, if I want to go corporate, talking about branding, how do we brand ourselves in L.A.? And who are we in L.A.? Mm.
2: Um,
1: and that's where the creative self-care and the local programming has become kind of that sustainable uh, piece for us. Uh, and then nationally, obviously, Leilani and I have been able to nationally gone around, and, and that's because of... And, National Performance Network, Mm -hmm. that's because of NET, that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, being able to do this work that we do. How many of these partnerships do we then continue to sustain? Because we, I mean, and sometimes these partnerships to uh, get to the point where if there is a specific project, the fruition of that project takes years to come together. It it takes time. It's not, you know, it's not an easy, (laughs) it's not an easy, hey, we're partners now, let's do this project together, and then because a lot of these partners also have their own programming, and so do, do we just fit our process within their programming?
0: Sure. I
1: mean, it, it's one way, you know? Uh, do we, you know. Do we create another project within, you know, so those
2: are the things that ha- have been
0: challenging. One of the things that's so fascinating to me about <laughs> ensembles applying for grants is that you have to have a project in mind. Do you find it liberating or challenging to have a community partner to work with in that sort of capacity when you apply for a grant,
1: what what we've learned is to try to be as uh, transparent and clear as possible in terms of what the partnership is going to be, mm. and, and 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 in so 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 number one that that's one thing, you know. So talking with the par- par- uh, partners and saying, hey, here's what we're proposing. How does it fit in, or wh- wh- what are what are you guys providing? What are we providing? Mm-hmm this is what's going to come out of it, right? You guys are providing space, you're bringing participants, and then we're going to then come together, we're going to bring some artists, and then we're going to work together, working on these themes that focus on this, and then we're going to come together and then present. In terms of the funding, again, every, every funding source is different, every grant is different. Mm-hmm. And so uh, sometimes having a partner is stronger. Sometimes, you know, not having that partner ahead of time will... will We'll go either way. Uh, and I'm going to, Le- Leilani claimed this, this, this word. I, I really like this word. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you are writing grants, it's what she calls grant-nastics.
2: Grant-nastics <laughs> is, like doing, is like doing gymnastics, right? You're, you're doing a whole tumbling routine to <laughs> figure out how to get this funding to, to also fulfill the, the, the
1: grant, the, the, the funder's needs. Yeah. So it's grantnostic,
2: yeah, right? I yeah. Mean, it's
1: like, okay, well, we're gonna be, I'm gonna, you know, do a triple uh, <laughs> uh, backflip,
2: you know, but yep. I gotta land in this spot. But if I don't land in this spot, is that gonna be okay? I mean, do I get to, you know, and so that, right. that's
1: that's kind of the, the the thing. And so again, is a partner is having a partner within the project uh, 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 better or worse? It all depends on the grant and what they're what they're looking for as well. We're looking at these partnerships, but the, these organizations—what kind of funding do they have to continue their programming?
2: <laughs> mm, yeah.
1: So again, back back on that hamster wheel. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where do we where do we go from here now? You know, can you know? Do I just jump in from this one small wheel to another bigger wheel? You know. And so again, it, it is those those are the, the the pros and cons for us strategically in terms of as an arts organization. It's almost like. Uh, I was saying it's almost like a, 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 it's almost like dating. It's almost like looking for a relationship mm. from one organization to another and seeing. Okay, well, I mean, this is a great friendship. Let's continue this friendship. Or you know what? We had this friendship for a year. It's not working out for whatever reason. Thank you very much. And then we we gotta move on. And so to sustain ourselves. And again, that's kind of yeah. where you know the do, do the the. Uh, uh, the projects kind of are they parallel do they serve your organization do you serve our organization
0: yeah if you had a if you had a clear-cut answer to that question I think all of <laughs> we would have solved the whole world's problems right uh, well, but, well, yeah but you know, th- I and, think that's and, just
1: and on, so I'm, I'm, I'm going add to that I'm sorry to, to yeah. say that for example you know like we've had uh when we've had conversations about okay hey let's just partner with a with an academic institution you know why don't we like there's some some Companies, some theater companies that, like for example, mm-hmm. work you know here, like uh, you know, uh, like Twenty Fourth Street Theater is connected with USC. Mm-hmm. You know, right, how, right. maybe we can you know, and and it's easy to say, it's hard to do because I mean there there are just obstacles and barriers that you you, you don't think about. Yeah, you know, there there's red tape, there's all yeah. that protocol that, that kind of, and and there is that relationship, but even even then. What is that relationship like? And so the, that's where, for me, it's like I, I wish there were an easy answer. I was like, "Well, yeah, of course.
2: Yeah,
0: we,
1: we we can we look into that avenue and try it. We can, but I I don't know what how how equitable would that be?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right? How equitable will, will that relationship be? And for some organizations, yes, it, it works because whatever. Again, it goes back to the transparency and the partnership that it has. Again, if we all if we had answers to all of this, it'd be easy. I mean. We always have questions of like, oh, you know, well, uh, yeah, we're looking uh, for, uh, you know, what, what we're doing this project. You know what? Let's just go to, because we're working with refugees and immigrants, let's just all, you know, why don't you just call, uh, you know, Angelina Jolie because she'll help with this because it's about refugees and immigrants. It's, it's not that easy.
2: It's mm.
0: not as succinct as that that could be you're it's a it becomes a multiple headed beast that you don't can't control all of and you might have different truly different uh outcomes or objectives in you in as a as a as a uh, final goal for y'all uh so it it gets it totally gets sticky that makes a lot of sense from from what i perceive it looks as though y'all make work you're creating through documentation in a lot of ways Would that is that true
1: yeah, I mean documentation, uh, oral histories, yeah. storytelling.
0: Yeah, a lot yeah. of
1: that. You know, uh, uh, that that would be inspiration to create work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, How do you edit those things in the rehearsal process? It feels like such because you are people are bringing such um, true stories. And, and and it feels yes. like every facet of every single story has contributed to the where we are right now. How do you uh-huh. sort of say, you know, we gotta let this thing go, but this thing right over here, yeah. this idea, is something we gotta grab onto. Oh.
1: The, I mean, process-wise, there's various different ways. I mean, what one way is uh, uh, thematically.
0: Mm.
2: So w-
1: within all these, as we uh, uh, collect. Stories as we collect stories from various different people from the community, from workshops, uh, from oral, uh, from story circles. Um, there, there are themes that, that resonate, um, and so, so in a sense, it's almost like the writer looking at all these stories and go, okay, well, uh, what what are the themes that that are coming from this community or what's relevant right now that 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 uh, seems to be. Seems to be uh, prominent. Uh, so thematically, uh, the, the themes kind of lead us into the creation of the work.
2: Um, mm.
1: So that that's that's one 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 uh, way of kind of kinda editing, I guess, in a sense of like you know choosing which stories to go with. Continue challenge within working with communities, uh, and specifically communities of color. But um, who shows up yes. is, is a big deal. And yeah. I and I and, and again. Uh, I work with whoever shows up was meant to be there for that time frame. Yeah. And you got to work with you got to work with what you have. Whoever's there is who we're going to work with. And within that group of people, we have a lot of collective knowledge. We have a lot of depth, of you mm-hmm. know, and so that's where for me, it's like the collective. And that's where the ensemble for me works in terms of the process. Like, I believe I believe that we we have the stories we need to tell right here, right now. And we can come up with a a, a a a lot of things so that's for me that's where sometimes who is there uh we can will 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 lead us into into whatever the, the 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 the
2: piece that will
0: come from that yeah oh, I'm so glad you brought that up that's one thing we haven't really uh talked about or I haven't had the chance to talk about with anyone is that sort of aspect um you know who shows up is whose whose stories kind of get to be told, told and
2: I'll
1: give you an example for example we were in Portland working um uh, this is right uh, during t c g during uh theater communication mm-hmm. uh where well, we were there because we were working with the uh, the immigrant herkel uh, uh, immigrant resettlement uh organization there and the communities and so obviously they work with various different communities and so the, and, and we were surprised because our intention at first was to, to go in there and work specifically with uh, refugees from the uh, from the Middle East, from mm. Iraq, from Iran, from Syria,
2: mm.
1: from uh, uh, and, 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 and also and, and primarily Muslim as well. And so we were hoping mm. that that would be the, the participants that came. But as when we got there, number one, uh, there, there was an incident where there was a, a hate incident where there was a stabbing on the uh, public train mm. uh, and so the, and, and it was a hate crime against uh, uh, the Muslim community and so the, that community had to respond to that by having these actions and these gatherings during the time that we were there to do this project. None of them could come because they were focused on they were responding to what was happening in the moment of what was going on in their community. Mm. So we were like well who do we work with then? I mean, we're, 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 you know, we're coming to this workshop. We're going to work. We were hoping with this intention. So what happened was that then there, there was another community that was there. there were the, the, and these were it's a different story. Bhutanese community from Nepal
2: mm-hmm.
1: who have been. And, and their story was fascinating because they have been in refugee camps for over 20 years in Nepal. They're, they're people from Bhutan. Southern, uh, uh, that were uh, pushed out of Bhutan because of the government. And so then they were living in Nepal
2: mm-hmm.
1: in refugee camps for over 20 years. I could not imagine living in a refugee camp for 20 years. And some of them mm. grew up, born there, and lived there. And so uh, that was a community that came up. The whole village came out, Jeffrey. It was wow. it was incredible. Like grandmas and grandpas and, and, and families and kids. And we were, I mean, we took what we had. And we, we created... And they got to share their story of, of of their journey from Bhutan to Nepal in the refugee camps and into to Portland, Oregon, of all places.
2: Wow. Um,
1: and so, the, so that's what I mean by some. you know, again, you work with who you have, and, and in that process, it was amazing to to know uh, a different narrative, a different story from a different community that I never expected to, to, to work with. But but we we still work with who we had, and. Yeah. Uh, and the village came out. It was amazing. They all came out. I mean, there were like 20 of them. And all of them, I mean, really came out and participated in it. It was it was amazing. One of the transformative, impactful moments was, so one, one of our processes at the end of every workshop, we we, 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 we do a, what we call a basically a closing uh, uh, from the process. And we usually, what we call a mahalo circle or, or a gratitude circle.
2: Hmm. And
1: you, you offer one thing you're grateful for and one thing you take away with you. And what was great was uh, a lot of the the grandma, the grandmas or the, the older women that came out, they were grateful to be to be uh, to be coming to this because, and and they would take public transportation to get here. It was like why 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 are they so passionate to come out? It's because they get to come out and do things. They they're not stuck at home, just you know uh, depressed because they 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 can they're, they're they're adjusting to this new culture and new society in Portland. And so for them to come out and be with us to share their stories, to be heard, tell their stories, to talk about their dreams, their hopes, was healing. Mm. And so that, for me, was just, like, amazing to, to hear that, oh, you know, they're, they're not. And they're like, I, I love coming here. I love spending time with you guys. Why not? I mean, I'm not at home. I am out doing something um, that, that 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 makes me happy. So that's just one little, you know, nugget of, of, of that process that was just showing the impact and the transformative power of what we do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've entered the last five minutes, which means that I'd like to go into the lightning round of questions. So what is your favorite kind of transportation? Viking. Your favorite salutation?
1: Kop jai lai lai, which means thank you in Lao.
0: Oh. Uh, your favorite exclamation?
1: Ni lai, which means great.
0: Again I love it. Um, What is an ensemble to you? Heart. What is the opposite of (laughs) tiara?
1: Tira. That's the first thing that came out of my mind. The opposite of tiara is (laughs) tiara.
0: I love it. What would you do? Oh, go go ahead.
1: Just just to throw it's like uh, two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Tira is tiara.
0: I love it. I love that. I love that. Um, what would you be doing if not theater?
1: Wow. Uh, construction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, what is your favorite kind of ice cream?
1: Any green ice cream.
0: Really? Just Any green just green ice
1: cream. I like mint chocolate chip. Uh huh. I like uh, pistachio. Yeah. Any kind of green ice cream is, is my favorite ice
0: cream. You, you... Uh, that,
1: uh, yeah, green tea, green tea ice cream is so good. Oh,
0: amazing. that's great. This is amazing. I've had so many people tell me mint chocolate chip or mint, mint ice cream of some variety. I am, I think this is really what the, uh, Ensemble Theater is coming down to is like what the variety of ice cream that you believe in or that you would, <laughs> you would bet on. I'm all for that. Um, uh, oh, but thank you so much for your time. I have to tell you, um, in my Mahala session, I have to tell you that I'm so grateful for your time today, and for being so generous with your words, and and just uh, opening up to your process, and 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 laying it all bare for us, and really having, you know, giving us an honest expression of how you feel, and how and how ensemble and how your ensemble is functioning, and, and your, your 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 place in the world. And for me, I'm going to take away, um, I, I'm going to take away a lot. Um, but I'm really taking away the the grant mastics is a fantastic word that I'm gonna take <laughs> away with me. and something that I, I will hopefully, you know, maybe we can make a hashtag out of that. That sounds like something. <laughs> but um, those are that's my takeaway. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time. It's really been a pleasure. and um, I, I hope to connect with you again sometime soon. Definitely,
2: Jeffrey,
1: definitely. Mahalo, Kap.
2: Uh, Thanks
0: again for uh, this time. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. A big thank you to the Network of Ensemble Theaters. Without them, uh, one, this podcast would have never even started. It was just a kernel, an idea in my head, and it came out at a conference... A NET conference And uh, if it wasn't for them I wouldn't be doing this right now Two, I wouldn't have found Tiera. Um, I was literally looking for A West Coast theater company And these folks at Teta popped out at me Because I searched um, NET's member network uh, So thank you NET and the NET folks Who helped inspire me, thank you so much um, Alright, I'm just going to start it now Hashtag cultural navigator Hashtag grantnastics uh, join me with this because if you're flipping all over the place, trying to figure out how you're going to work this into a grant grant Nastics, uh, if you're trying to find the right person to be in the room with you, as you explore ideas, your cultural navigator, bring them in hashtag. Let's see them. I really love this idea of a nomadic theater company. Uh, this is not just an inspiring idea to me. It's also a huge question. Can a theater company serve multiple locations? Uh, not just, you know, tour the work. Um, but actually be the voice of something we are thinking, actually go to where there is need and make the change with your company. Um, it gets back to what Michael Field was actually talking about uh, with uh, uh, Del and their third-year projects. I'm starting to sense a theme here, folks, at least uh, with our few last episodes of community partners and whatnot. OVA's idea about sustaining oneself and organization uh, is unique to the location, the people, et cetera, but also I was struck with his idea of sustaining yourself a around creating a routine how do we create routine around ensemble based art is there anything routine about it I guess right now it just feels like you know we we work hard and then we look for grants and then we continue to work hard and there's you know the overlap of all of that I want to point out a few parallels among many to Free Street Theater. In my interview with Koya Paz a few episodes ago, uh, she talks about the value of going to the community that you're making the art for. And Ova talks about this uh, as well. Ova and Koya also talk about the value of the event, which I love. Uh, art has value and it should be paid for, uh, but neither company is making their bread and butter with their ticket revenue. Also, the idea that a fundraiser shouldn't be about expending more than what's coming in. Uh, the value should be put on the work. And and just hearing them both talk about that value, that it's more important to be putting money towards um, the art, something that they value, um, is really, um, you know, heartening. But this is a huge question. How do you create a fundraiser that targets the right donors and not break the bank? He also gets to this question that is difficult. Why isn't our work valued by different entities? And I hear that, not as some sort of woe is me kind of statement, but rather as a big idea. Uh, We all want our work to be valued. We all want it to be seen. How do we explode um, our work to be seen by other entities? Okay, that's enough for now. Uh, We set up the pins for thinking. Let's knock them down. Uh, By the way, if you have any suggestions or ideas or responses, leave them in the comments section on HowlRound or um, email them to me at ftgupod at gmail.com. That's F-T-G-U, like from the ground up pod, P-O-D at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and let's figure this out together. All right. We'll catch you next time on From the Ground Up.